Welcome to the Freedom and Scrubs podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron G. This is episode 44, and we are answering one of the most common questions that we get. If Kim and I were not a couple, would we still travel alone? And I think that's a big one. Okay, so before we get into the show, you guys, if you've been listening to us for a little bit, you know we are obsessed with our YouTube channel right now. It's our new passion. (laughs) We are in love with it and we're trying to grow it and get it out there to our community. And so we started a healthcare traveler series where we are taking the most common questions we get asked that are specifically geared towards healthcare traveling. Yeah, like logistics of traveling. Logistics of traveling. And we're just answering the questions in the quickest, most efficient way possible. So the video is short, it gets to the point, and it gives you all the value and tips and tricks and tools and everything you need in a short amount of time. And currently in the series, we have Tax Homes 101 available, learning about the bill rate and how we get paid as travelers, which is a huge, a super important one. What else do we housing have? Housing tips or housing <laughs> oh, versus housing corporate. housing 101. And what's the other one? Travel. Pros, pros and cons. Pros and cons. So go check those out. I know you're going to get a lot of value from those. And there's also a ton of fun travel vlogs on there as well. So go to our YouTube channel, give it some love. It supports us. It supports our channel and the work that we're doing. And I know you're going to love it too. We're Kim and Aaron G on YouTube. Subscribe, bell it. Yeah. Hit the notifications, hammer the like button because that always helps and leave us some comments because we love to hear your feedback as well. Yes. So thank you for that. Have fun. Okay. Don't. Why would I say have fun? Have fun. Have fun with it? Yeah. All right. We watch YouTube videos and have fun. Every night. Yeah. With wine. Tequila, Pretty much. Preferably. All right. Let's get into the show. So current situation, we are on day whatever now of quarantine, like a hundred at this point. <laughs> That's what it feels like. But the crazy part is, is we are coming to you from our studio in Chico mm-hmm. slash our guest bedroom in our apartment. The nicest bedroom in the room, I'm though. really actually going to be sad to leave this place because mm-hmm. it's hands down the nicest place I think oh, we've ever lived. Absolutely. Because it's just decorated to p- perfection. Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane. Um, but Aaron only has 10 days left of work. 10 days. Yeah. It went from eight weeks. Seven weeks. Oh, yeah. We've been here for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. You were working seven weeks. And now we have 10 days left. And then we still have no idea what we're doing with our lives. So well, we know. That. We have a plan. I mean, well, we, we have are, a tentative plan. We're heading back to Florida and writing this out. And we are literally putting prayers and positive vibes that things will open back up in June. And honestly, we're believing in the you know rainbows and unicorns right now with the whole like people are like it's not gonna open until september and we're just like not even taking putting energy into that right now and just really hoping for the best and you know we'll just take it one day at a time from that point on but um i'm really hoping for june i hope for june but i think if not then we're just trying to look at it as a great opportunity to go home 
and spend some time with our family and be able to spend an extended amount of time because usually the, we're just home for a couple of weeks and it always feels really rushed. And so, I mean, hello, we're planning on leaving for an entire year, which is crazy. So just to be able to have that time, even though we weren't intending on going to Florida for a couple of months right now, that seems like our best option. And we're going to try to just embrace it and have fun with the fam and um, enjoy that Florida 100 degree weather and humidity. Actually, we're going back. Oh, in the middle of God. summer. Yeah. We are going to spend the summer in Florida, which I swore I would never do again. But I like May. But I'm honestly really excited to work on my tan. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss that Florida sun kiss. Like, when you met me, mm-hmm. I was like a tan goddess yeah, with, you like, were. bleach blonde hair. <laughs> you now were. I'm like a ghost in the night that's yeah. pretty much transparent. Well, we wear so coats excited. all the time. But yeah. Well, yeah, I'm head to toe, mm-hmm. like leggings and a pullover. Yeah, so I'm excited much. for all of that and the family Me and too. the shrimp. Me too. Ooh, in the public subs. Ooh, talk dirty. Ugh. So that's what's currently happening right now. In ten uh, days, just gotta we'll get be through leaving. it. This these ten days always go by the slowest for me. Can I share a pro tip? Sure. Because I was talking to my stepdad today, and I was talking about a cross-country road trip, which normally wouldn't be a big deal. We've done them, what, like 20 times at this point? Like, we're pros. But because of the quarantine situation, we're not sure our borders, are they not going to want people to come in? Are there going to be things that are closed? Like, there's all these different things that nobody really knows. And so he told me that if you're a AAA member, which we are, you can call them and tell them the route, and they'll be able to walk us through what the current situation is and what's going to be open and what's not, and basically, like, help plan a road trip route for you and hopefully give us some insight to see if this is going to be an issue. Well, I looked today and all hotels are open because people are quarantining to hotels that are working in the front lines. And so the hotels are considered essential business. Great. Okay. So I I looked at our, I looked at our route today. Oh, well, I guess you got it all figured out then. Yeah, I do. I'm going to try to go from Chico to Phoenix. (laughs) It's like 13 hours. Okay. Like, that's absolutely not going to happen. Oh, yeah, baby. Because we have to add two hours to every trip because I go to the potty like every five seconds. Well, you have your your wee thing. My shiwi, which I brought to New Zealand I never brought. Or I never used one time. Your shiwi and we're doing Burger King and Chick-fil-A all the way. I don't know about that. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the show. Okay, so this question is a question that Kim and I get all the time. And it's actually a really, really good question that honestly, every time we get asked, I get triggered in some certain way. It really makes me think, it makes me feel, um, so I really like it. And the question is, is if Kim and I weren't a couple, would we still travel? And I'm just going to guess and say that it's both uh, international fun travel and traveling as a healthcare professional. Um, and would we do it alone? And I think, I don't know, it's really brought up a lot and I'm excited for this episode. Well, we just had this conversation not that long ago and, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we've been, we've been together for 12 years. So we met when we were babies. Like, I don't really know (laughs) any different, right? Mm -hmm. Like I met you when I was 21 years old. I was just starting my life. I was just out of college. So I don't really know any different. And then you and I have been traveling as healthcare travelers for eight years, mm-hmm. right? And so that's all that we know. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think 
that I would be a traveler, a solo traveler. I'd like to believe that I would be brave enough, cool enough, like have the balls and the bravery to do it. But we peeled back some layers in the mm-hmm. conversation. And so we'll kind of get into that. But I think to kind of put some context around it from the beginning, like me, okay, I came out of the womb. Like I literally shot out of my mom with like a <laughs> compass and a map. Like, well, I've never used a compass and a life. laptop for <laughs> like a GPS. <laughs> yeah. Like I have dreamed of traveling Since I can remember, it's always been something that I have felt really deeply in my soul. And my stepdad, I think, played, I know he played a huge role in this because when I was younger, he had a little plane and he was a pilot. And so he used to take me, I couldn't even like see out of the windows, like legit, like I was that young. And he would take me up in the plane and we'd go flying and we would go sit in airports and just watch the planes. We'd always talk about places to go. And like, it was always an adventure. Like I feel like he instilled that adventurous Mm -hmm. spirit in me at such a young age where I like legit begged him to take me to an airport to like go have lunch and watch planes. Like that was my idea of a good time, you know? And so I always, I always love traveling more so like even traveling. Like I love flying. Like I always dreamed of being a flight attendant. I don't honestly, you did. I don't know why I didn't. Like if I really like take it back. Yep. Because my, I did a report in high school and it was like, what's your dream job? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like a flight attendant. <laughs> like. Well, I you said like, that ever since we got together. I know. So that my question to myself, side note, is like. I don't know why when I graduated from high school, I didn't go into like a flight attendant program. Mm -hmm. Instead, I went into ultrasound, which is the complete opposite. Well, I also think it's funny that one of the biggest like pilot schools is Emory in Daytona Beach, which is... Oh, I don't want to be a pilot. No, I'm saying I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they have like flight attendant school there, but you were from that area where you even went to school close to there anyway for college so you were like it wasn't like it was like something across the country that they could have had flight attendant programs yeah i don't know i think you have to go i don't know where their programs are but it's like delta has their own program america like wherever you go like you have your own school but it's like it's an interesting question because i went into the medical route because i i honestly wasn't sure what i wanted to do and one of my friends made well i knew i wanted to be a flight attendant but one of my friends was a sonographer went to school for two years and made a shit ton of money so i was like well maybe i'll just do that like you know it went in the complete opposite direction i should never have been in medical let's just say that like i belong like in the skies Mm -hmm. like traveling like being in a clinical setting isn't really my forte right even though I've been in it for 12 years. Yeah. Okay. And so, you're really good at it too. Thanks, babe. No, I mean, you're very good at your job. At, no, I am. At I just don't but, enjoy it. Right. It's no, not I mean, like a passion. And I think too, you know, saying, I mean, this goes without saying, uh, you know, Kim and I are really giving our backstories, but honestly, we also believe very firmly that this was our plan was to go into the medical field, to meet each other, to really bring this dream to life together. A hundred percent. Because I look at it, of course, like if I would have gone to flight attendant school, I would never have met you. I met right. you at our fir- my first job out of college. And so obviously we're people who believe in our plan. We have faith. Like I be- I'm one of those people who believe everything 
happens for a reason and everything's happening for us. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so grateful for the life that we've been able to live and Mm -hmm. build and create together. But it's just interesting, like, that's how it happened, right? Like, I went into ultrasound school. That being said, being a sonographer, having two weeks off a year, Mm -hmm. and always still having that thirst for travel, that, like, urge to travel, that when we found out about healthcare traveling... That was like a dream come true of figuring out how we could have more time off, travel, see the country, kind of make it all work. And that was the first step into the life of travel because up until that point, we hadn't even done any like international traveling. We've gone, we We went went to to Jamaica and Dominican Republic, but that doesn't count because it's the Caribbean and we basically live in the Caribbean. Right. Right. No, I think even just going off of that, did you have any more you wanted to share about your backstory? I mean, I feel like it sums it up. Yeah, I think you got it. I think for (laughs) me... As you're rolling your eyes because I'm talking too much. No, I think for me, you know, I just really thinking about this, there was always that gut feeling, that gut excitement every time I went to the airport. And I don't know if you guys are around my age, which we won't say I'm 23, um, but Own no, it. I know, I know. You're I'm, hot and sexy. No, I'm, I'm, and creative and I'm, fun. Yes, I am 37, and honestly, I remember back in the day, pre 9/11, being able to go all the way to the gate mm-hmm. with people. And so, being from Florida, we used to always fly out of Orlando because we live 30 minutes east of Orlando, and we used to always go and take whoever. And I would go. And I always used to want to ride in the tram and I always want to used to just sit in the airport and watch the planes fly away. And I loved the energy of the airport. It was literally my favorite place to go. And I remember being so heartbroken when we couldn't go to the gate anymore mm. um, to watch people go off because I used to ro- love riding that tram, you know, and seeing all the planes on yeah. the tarmac and like it it's was a just moment. the smell of the jet fuel and the there's I just love the smell yeah of there's jet just fuel. there's a smell in the airport that is like nostalgic. Did you guys have the observation deck no. at Orlando where you could go up on the roof and watch the planes? I never got that to see that. That will change your life. Jacksonville never, used to have one. Never got to see that, but the I just I just remember that feeling and then also you know, we didn't travel much when I was a kid, but I got to go places with my aunt and uncle a lot and I got to fly with them and and just going different places really excited me all the time. But I think that leads into, honestly, what I've really put some thought into is I always thought, and this get we'll dive into this Wait, a little. Wait, I want to just, we're not done yet. No, I'm, I'm not done either. Oh. I basically, I've always wanted to travel, but I never thought it was possible for me. I never thought it was possible until I set things up properly. Like, basically in my mind... Like I didn't, it was, it was a pain in the ass to get time off at work. It always was. You always felt like you had to come back. I hated the feeling of coming back to work. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's like so nice going on a travel adventure, but then having to come back to work and just knowing that it was temporary. Like I I didn't like that feeling. Um, And then I also thought it was just like something you have to do when you retire, that you basically have all the time in the world to go travel. So I was basically trying to do that and kind of writing off travel as a whole until that time happened. And I think that just goes into being naive of what's out there and not being able to see what's out there. Well, I think it's really interesting that we both came from a background that 
you know, I always had this deep inner urge to travel. And I know lots of people are like, oh, yeah, of course I want to take a vacation. Of course, like people love trips and vacations. We all do. But there was something like deeper within me that wasn't just like a vacation. It was like, I want to see the world. Like, I want to see what's out there. I want to travel. Like, I had this like that wanderlust of just like, I want to go. I want to explore the globe. And you had that like feeling of like, you know, being in the airport and what's possible and like, where could I go? But we both come from families. And even though my stepdad was a pilot, he would take me flying, but it wasn't like we were like traveling the world or anything, Mm -hmm. right? We were like going to the next town. Mm -hmm. So we both kind of came from families where we didn't travel Mm -hmm. a lot. I don't think I I ever went anywhere with my family unless it was to our house in Rhode Island. Like Mm -hmm. it was very minimal. So it's like we both had these like desires for more, but we came from families that didn't necessarily show us that that was possible. Right. Well, and I think to the defense of my family too, is I was a sports advocate. And so every summer, every spring, every fall, every turnaround, there was always a new sport. So I couldn't leave. We couldn't just go on vacation. And so we actually planned one of our biggest vacations where we drove the camper from Florida to Canada and all the way back down. And it was the year before I started really competitive baseball. And so my parents and them, they had to plan their vacations even around my sport. So I think that goes to a lot of it as well. Um, but well, yeah. And I think like the point of us like telling a, like the backside of kind of how we feel or the, is it the backside or the sure. back, the backstory? backstory about how we feel is that I it was always like it was always brewing it was always bubbling up Mm -hmm. and then we got together Mm -hmm. and we started traveling and I wanted to say something and circle back for a second because when you were saying it's kind of like a side note but when you were saying that we would go somewhere and then we would come back and like because you got two weeks so when we were working full-time let's take it back and we'd get two weeks off a year. And we would go somewhere and like literally come home Sunday. Sunday scares to mm-hmm. the 20th degree. And be crying ourselves to sleep. Punching the pillows. Like I I know you come back from vacation and there's an adjustment and a transition. And that sucks, right? Like you want to be on vacation for any, for forever. But it was more than that. It was like this feeling of that was so freeing and fun and now I have to go to a job that I hate like I literally again grateful for my job but I just I hated it like it was not my passion at all it did not light me up it felt like every time I clocked in my soul was dying mm-hmm. and it was like I don't want to do this and I so when we went to Hawaii mm-hmm. That was one of the best trips we'd ever been oh, on. Oh, 100%. But it was one of those moments, and this was when we were both living in Palo Alto, and you, we were at Stanford, and and we had been traveling, but we were coming back from Hawaii, and we were like, and I always wanted to travel all the time, and it was like that pivotal moment of like, I, we have to find something else in our lives more creative ways that are more fulfilling that feel more aligned with our gifts and our hearts and what we want to give into the world and find a different way to work and make money because I don't want to go on these trips Mm -hmm. and come home and literally be crying myself to sleep because I'm going to a job that I dislike so deeply and that was the first time that we kind of were like Let's explore other options of yeah. how we can make a living and create a business that fulfills our souls and also adds value to people. Yeah. And that was kind of where it all began. No, and I remember having the thought of, like you said, like comparing, like if we did go on a travel trip, and this was even pre before we even got even more clear about how can we 
make money like on the road, not working in healthcare, but make money while we travel. Yeah. We had never even had right. that thought. Right. How can we like fuse that? And so saying that, that we had never had that thought because that came later on down the road, but we literally were at that point where let's just take the next right step. And what can we do in our lives that when we come back from these trips, we're excited to get back into and that we also have the downtime to adjust back into the real world. Remember having that conversation? Mm -hmm. We're like, I don't want to be scared of Mondays anymore. I want to be able to wake up from an amazing vacation somewhere and then get up on Monday morning and take it easy, but then ease into work that day. Maybe go in at two or start work at two. And that kind of started the conversation yeah. around how we're going to get clear towards one direction of, of what we really wanted to Which do. Which is interesting. And obviously this is like a total side road, but I feel like these podcasts are meant to be side roads because they, they're conversations that we have mm-hmm. that like take us down different routes. But that was the moment that it clicked, which is interesting now because of what we do, but wanting to infuse traveling and being location. Well, actually it didn't even start like that because as you were like looking to open a gym or something <laughs> tangible, I was still like, no, I don't want to be God stuck somewhere. I want to be free. I want to be location independent. I want to see the world. I want to work from anywhere in the world on my own time and my on my own terms. And I was like so persistent with it. And then you kind of came on board with that and we left the whole like, let's open a restaurant or well, something. Let's, let's back this up really quick. So when we were in Jacksonville and struggling for money, and also, you know, taking trips that we didn't have the paid time off, we would just take the pay cut, then we wouldn't have enough money to like do anything. But like, traveling was a big part of Kim's life. And she always wanted to do it. And we would be outside, wondering what we were going to do for the next two weeks with money, how we were going to ration our gas to get to the places we needed to get. And the solution that Kim would come up with is, I just want to travel the world for a year. And I'd be like, how the hell are we going to do that when I'm trying to talk to you how we're going to get to work and back for two weeks? Like, yeah. you're like, I don't care. That's what I want to do. And it was just like, that was always there. And then leading up to the conversation where you said I was standing on street corners looking at different neighborhoods to put a gym in. And you just held tight to your yeah. dream and said, no, like, I'm not going to be location it's the same thing. You're stepping out of one thing into another thing and it's against what we want to do. And it took me a while to come around, but thank God you held your own because I would have been just as miserable because I know that I'm meant to travel freely and be open and location independent. Yeah. Which is a, a testament to always standing true to your desires and your dreams, even if it doesn't look possible. Because again, at that time when I was like, I want to take a year off and travel the world. Like, Again, we couldn't even put gas in our cars, right? Like we were literally living on fumes, trying to make it work, trying literally to piece it together. Yeah. So the thought of taking a year to go backpacking around the world, like that was so far away. Again, that was eight, nine years ago. But I always, again, even though I didn't see any path, I didn't know how it would happen, but I always had that burning desire inside that I knew it will happen. I know I will infuse travel into my life because because it's what I'm here to do because I am so lit up by it. And to be able to take that and infuse like creativity and our gifts and all the other things into what we do. And here we are nine, 10 years later, whatever, about to travel the world for a year. At life. least. 
my lifelong dream. Mm-hmm. But now we're just on hold because of Corona. So yeah, there you go. So There's I, a side, I guess that side kinda, tangent for you. That kind of gets into would you travel alone then? Okay, and the other interesting thing is we've neither Aaron or I have ever taken a solo trip. Mm-mm. I've never traveled by myself. Mm-mm. Actually, I, I traveled to New York City by myself when I went to Gabby Bernstein, but I mean, that doesn't really count because it was more of a like workshop group, like and you've retreat taken, style you've thing. You've taken a contract by yourself twice. Yeah, I guess I'm just mean like a trip. So yes, I've taken contracts alone, mm-hmm. but we've never taken solo trips. Okay. That being said, here's the thing. Like, we kind of said this in the beginning, but I, I'm i so grateful that, like, I don't have to make the... Like, I never had to be like, do I want to travel alone? Because I met a partner who was like, hey, like, let's just go do this together. And I will never take that for granted because I feel so grateful to have a partner that, like, I get to do this with because mm-hmm. I feel like it elevates our experience as, like partners being able to like go do this thing together oh it's elevated our relationship in all aspects 100 percent. so i'm grateful that i don't have to even answer that question but i would like to think that when i found out about healthcare traveling way back when in jacksonville right eight years ago that even if i was alone even if i was solo that i would be like fuck yeah this is for me and I'm going to do it. And even though it's a totally different experience doing things solo and doing it on your own, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, um, independent. hundred percent. I mean, I really am. I think I, I think I absolutely 100% with or without a partner, if I would have heard about healthcare traveling, I would have said yes, 1 million percent. And I'd like to think that I would. And yeah, but I, obviously I don't know if I 100% would have because I would have been leaving my family and leaving my friends and leaving my job and doing it all alone, which I totally get. Like, that's intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's intimidating. You and I had each other to kind of go off of, but I would like to think that I would. Yeah, I think hands down, I mean, it's it's easy in hindsight, I feel. Um, and I just really thought of something while you were talking that triggered big time. And it's weird. It's something I've never really uncovered, but... Um, I would have liked to have said I would have definitely traveled as a healthcare professional by myself because that would have been, I, I think that has elevated my career to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. And I like going to new places and learning new things and, and meeting new people. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I was craving in my small town is meeting new people, finding a new community. And I, and I think knowing what I know now, yes, I would have found out about it and gone. And I had interactions with other travelers, but they were bad interactions and they never liked the travelers. And so I didn't think that that was possible for me. Um, and so, but I do want to say that in high school, um, I had a chance for a football scholarship and I'll never forget. My mom was nervous about me going forward with it because she said that financially, if I left the States, she didn't think that she would be able to afford to fly me home. And so I would be stuck there by myself. And that scared me so much that I backed out of all football scholarships to go to college because I didn't want to be in a different state with the unavailability to fly home if I missed home. Hmm. And knowing again what I know now, well, if that was a big deal, everything is figureoutable. You can get a job 
a small job. I could have made the money. Who knows? My mom could have afforded to fly me home for Thanksgiving. But that fear overtook my feeling of wanting to go out and experience something on my own. Well, and I think that's honestly what a lot of travelers feel. Again, like, you know, you and I together both were scared out of our minds when we sold our house and started traveling. We didn't know what we were getting into, but we knew we were getting into it together. We knew that we could figure it out, make decisions together, and we were, like, in it together. And just what you described is how I'm sure most solo travelers feel of just, like, okay, I'm going out on my own and I'm fearful of being in a new place and being away from everybody and not knowing exactly what this is all going to be like. I think now it's a little easier because of social media and our group and things like that. People have a better idea. But yeah, like leaving your comfort zone is freaking terrifying. Yeah, and I also, you know, I look back on it. This is like really triggering a lot. I don't know why. It's weird. It's like a therapy session, to Talk be honest to with Dr. you. Dr. Boog. Talk to our doctor community here. But <laughs> they, um, literally, I also was never driven to save money for anything, you know? And so, therefore, like, if the finances weren't there, I, I felt like that was the trigger to everything. And so, you know, looking back, like I said, if somebody was literally saying, you can't leave this room until you give me one regret because I really don't have any regrets because how Kim described earlier that we believe that was our plan and we are in the right space right now to make the moves that we're making and we had to learn all of those things so that we would be better equipped and more clear on the direction that we wanted to take to go travel. And so I'm very grateful for that time of uncovering myself and uncovering really what I want to do. But I never had that that feeling of I'm going to save money and do this one because I never knew it was possible. And it's something that I've been wanting to talk about a lot on the podcast, but you know, it's about the branches and you only see your highest branch. And so I never knew that these things existed or I never knew that there was a whole community of people that would take a year off of school and go backpack the world Mm -hmm. and just save a little bit of money and make it happen. I mean, there's people that travel with like a thousand dollars in their pocket yeah. and like they make it work and they stay in hostels and they sleep on the side of the road. And they, I just never had that feeling. So it's hard for me to say that I would have done it because I never knew this world was possible until I met you. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Cause I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because you know, it is, it's, it's like you see what's possible for you based on the people in your life and also what you're consuming online. So we're in a very different time now where again, there's all these, you know, whether it's YouTube or Facebook groups or, or whatever, but you can find people doing something you want to do and it gives you courage and they're, they're paving the path for you. Right. When I was in high school, if I would have been following people on YouTube that were flight attendants and had this cool YouTube channel and they were traveling the world and they were doing adventures and all these cool things, I might have been like, well, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, I want to do this, too. Or the 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 backpackers who are traveling the world with a thousand dollars. Like I never knew that was possible or that world was possible because at the time that wasn't the vibe or community I was a part of. My vibe and community was my best friend who was a stenographer and told me you could make good money and go to school for two years. And so that's what I thought I should do. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, 
it's interesting because now we have all these resources. So I guess now being who I am and the resources I have in front of me with social media and YouTube and all of that, where people are showing me what's possible, like I would be in a totally different mindset around it. Well, I would be like, yeah, let's do it. 100%. I can do this. And, and my branch was my uncle. And when I got out of sports and was like, what do I do now? I have no other dreams, no other passions. I thought I was going to be a professional baseball player. That's just what I thought I was going to do. Obviously, that didn't turn out. Um, but I, I was sitting in his jacuzzi, and he's a very well-known orthopedic surgeon. And he's very, 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 very successful. And he just said to me, you like this life. You like what I have. You like going on the trips. Why don't you go into the medical field? Don't do what I do. Come out. You know, Go a couple years of school come out and be an x-ray and then you can do something from there and really elevate your career and make really good money without a lot of student loans. And from that minute, that's what I did because that's the only thing I saw. And I think what's crazy is, is Kim and I really dove into this traveling around the world for, for a year. What in November? Well, that was when we realized we could actually really bring this dream to life. Right. And what I really wanted to get at was we found Karen Nate on YouTube. And honestly, that doesn't mean you guys can just go watch all their stuff because they have a lot of videos. No. Then you wouldn't watch our stuff. So you can do one and the <laughs> other. That one out. Of, no, yeah, you can kidding. do one of ours, one of theirs. But they are really great. They're a couple who traveled around and went to 100 countries before Nate turned 30. And honestly, like YouTube... YouTube's a great way to to elevate your business, but it's also every bit of creativity that I've ever wanted to do. I used mm -hmm. to edit videos all the time. I used to edit videos for Kim's birthday. All the, I, I loved it. I used to edit videos for the family before I even knew that that was a thing. Can I interject for a second? Yeah. Because when we first started dating, Aaron, again, this is like with DVDs. Like mm -hmm. Who even knows what a DVD is anymore? <laughs> but he used to get pictures of us and again, we're taking pictures with like an old, or not an Point old, shoot. Uh, no, uh, uh, what are they called? Disposable cameras. Yeah. And he would gather all these pictures from the year for however long, and he would make a slideshow with music, mm -hmm. old school YouTube. Okay, YouTube didn't even exist. Mm -mm. And he would create these slideshows with music showing the year that we had or some kind of cool experience. I mean, I had, you had in storage, there's a whole CD case filled mm -hmm. with all of these cool videos, mm -hmm. which is so cool because now with YouTube, we're able to like, take that to another level, but that's always something. And we always, just like we do now, we sit with wine and like watch our own YouTube videos because they're fun and we get inspired. We used to sit and watch those old slideshows yeah. and be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Remember I did your, your cousin's wedding? Yep. I just did it on a handheld video camera that your mom got from a garage sale. Yep. And then I edited the whole video. And then I did that project for work where I did that reading of the book and made an entire oh, video. Yeah. I made a video for our uh, work uh, radiology Christmas party and did like a entertainment tonight on the radiologist and did a spoof on the fact that they don't do any work. You were and born like, to be an editor. Well, right. And so it was just saying that like I did all of these things prior never knowing that YouTube was a creative outlet that actually people can go into it and create businesses from it. And here's the cool thing is like Kara and Nate that you mentioned, like they decided to travel for a whole year and then following them showed us again, 
oh my gosh, it like sparked that within us again. Like we can do this too. Like this is totally doable. Like let's get a plan. Let's like get going. Like there's no reason. They're no different than us. We can do this too. And so even with solo traveling, like there's so many solo travelers Mm -hmm. out there that do YouTube videos or, you know. That are in these communities. That are in these, yeah, that are in our own travel community. And so they're showing what's possible too. So I think how cool would it be that if I was if I was a solo traveler, if it was something I was interested in, I could go and watch these solo YouTubers and be like, oh my gosh, she's no different than me. I can do this too. And I feel like it almost gives you more confidence of like other people are doing it too, which just means that it's a it's available for me. And I think that's totally changing the way that things are now. And so with healthcare traveling, okay, that's the first thing. Yes, I feel like I would have done it, hands down, solo, alone. I would have done it because I think it's amazing. It's changed my entire life. So yes. Second part, would I ever do a solo international trip back then? No. But if I would have had the resources that I have now and to be able to consume the people who are doing it, I think I might have. Yeah, and I think that's what I was getting at. And I don't even know if I finished my thought on that about my one regret if somebody made me answer. My one regret would be that I would that I did not travel young, that I didn't take mm-hmm. that time to myself to go out and explore the world, see what else is out there. Because if you were craving a passion, I can tell you hands down the best way to do it is to get out and travel the world. Mm-hmm. It literally has sparked and changed everything in Kim and I's lives. From the time that we went to Bali, Thailand, and the Philippines for that four or five months that we went, six months that we went, that totally changed the trajectory of Kim and I's lives. We came home with a new and found passion. We started teaching travelers because we realized what a cool thing that would be to be able to teach and give the information that we have obtained throughout our years of traveling, and it aligns with what we want to do. And so we totally changed routes When we came home, remember I cried in Thailand for like three days straight because I just felt this new revival of like what I was here to do. And it really did that whole find yourself. Everybody always says I'm doing the air quotes. When you travel, you find yourself. And I think it's just because you're exposed to so many different things that you've never seen before. You meet so many different people that you never knew existed. You find community and you find people doing the same thing and doing things big in this world. Well, and you're also connecting with yourself. Like you're not going to work 40 hours a week or however long. Like you're actually connecting with yourself. You're out, you're thinking, you're in nature, you're hiking, you're in these crazy, wild, you know, experiences and cultures and places. You're outside of your comfort zone. So you have to think differently. You have to, you know, lean into yourself more. You have to trust yourself more. You have to make decisions. It's like literally a can opener that cracks you open to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's not even about finding yourself. It's about like reconnecting to yourself and almost silencing the noise of the day-to-day distraction to Mm -hmm. just be out there in the world and just connect and see what inspiration flows through you. Yeah. And I think too, like with solo travel, again, we probably will never know. Maybe we will. I don't know. I hope not. Because I genuinely enjoy traveling with you. And, Mm -hmm. And there are even married couples or people in relationships that take trips alone. I don't think that we're one of those couples Mm -hmm. because I 
again, I feel like you elevate my experience. I don't necessarily want to go do a solo trip, but I will say that I there's something about a solo trip that like empowers you. I feel oh, like yeah. there's no there's no type of experience that you can get by going out into the world on your own, right? Not with a partner to bounce ideas off, off of, but just yourself and I think it's a really beautiful gift and experience so instead of you know because a lot of times people will say to us like oh well you guys are a couple it's easy for you and like you guys have each other and yes I get that I I I know that I'm grateful for that but at the same time not allowing that to be your crutch or what holds you back because I think if you step out of your comfort zone whether it's healthcare traveling or taking an international trip giving that gift to yourself for you to go and have that journey with you would be would will be absolutely life-changing 100% in all the ways and we're actually interviewing tomorrow on the podcast which will probably already be out by the time this airs no 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 but no. with um with our friend Dylan who is a solo traveler through and through he has traveled the world on his own. He has goals to travel to eight continents on his own. He's also a healthcare traveler. He's Isn't a... there only seven continents? Is there? Yes. Are you sure? Miss World Traveler. Stop it. There's, there's only eight. seven continents. Oh my God. Edit that out. No. Are you sure? <laughs> there's only seven continents. Asia, Africa, Antarctica. U- Europe. Europe. North America, South North America. America. South America. Antarctica. Oh my God. Okay. So, correct. <laughs> Correction. Seven continents. Um, but he's a healthcare traveler, too. He's a physical therapist. and He's kind of a big dill. He is. Dylan. We're trying to it. brand him. Yeah. Um, but I have a whole list of questions. And honestly, I'm excited to share the episode with you guys for our solo travelers. But also, I have a whole list of questions. And I'm just excited to, like, pick his brain and get the skinny about what it's really like to be a solo traveler. So I'm excited about yeah. that. Yeah, and also he was stuck in Peru. And so we're going to yeah. really be, that'll be probably part two um, of the podcast. It'll be a two-week episode because um, we want to get his thoughts on traveling solo. But also, he went through some crazy times in Peru under this quarantine and was stuck there. Yeah. Um, and people had to get him out through their senators and things like that. So it was like a big deal. Yeah. Big so that, deal. That will be a very cool interview to have and then the other thing too that i think is an advantage of solo travelers over you and i couple travelers Mm -hmm. is that i think as a solo traveler whether you're healthcare traveling or international traveling you because you're solo you'll put yourself out there more like because the solo travelers meet up right you're you're not going home and being like hey let's just watch netflix and like have dinner because you you already have someone to have plans with you're more like when i took a a contract alone. Mm-hmm. I was more available to go do things and say yes to things that I normally wouldn't because I had Aaron at home. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a really cool opportunity to like get, be friendly and social. <laughs> well, I was on one of my first weeks of my contract when Kim left and I literally made a sign. It's kind of a big joke, but I made a sign that said, who wants to hang out with the new guy? And I wrote 13 different things, just kind of like uh, blank lines and said, fill in your ideas of what's something that we could do. And, you know, it got a lot of like nasty things and, and funny things. And, and but it did like what came out of it was three or four of the guys that I worked with that I really didn't know. We all went golfing together. Right. And it was like a really cool thing that honestly, if they would have been like, hey, we're going golfing. 
this weekend you should come. My first thought would have been like, well, I don't know, like what Kim and I are doing. Um, mm. We're new to this area, so we kind of want to go explore together. And I wouldn't have put myself out there to meet these people who are still currently friends. Yeah, I know. I love that. And I, I do. I, that is actually something that we've been, Aaron and I have been talking about that we really, when we take this year to go travel the world, we really want to make more of an effort Mm -hmm. to talk to people and not be just reclusive couple. And I guess, I mean, we're really not, if we're being honest, like we are naturally friendly people. We do genuinely like people and meeting people, but we really want to make an effort to be to put ourselves out there more and to really connect with different people we're meeting on the road instead of just like doing things on our own. Well, and so that's a, a huge goal of ours. And you know, we met Shanti, remember, on that Thailand yes. trip? And then where we kick ourselves is not being like, hey, do you guys want to go grab dinner? Because we went on a two-day hike through the jungle and Kim and I just got out of our van. We're like, bye, it was nice meeting you guys. And we went back to our apartment or whatever in Thailand. Where we should have been like, maybe not tonight, but do you guys want to grab dinner before you leave? Because that could have been... Another... Which yeah. we, we still do stay in contact. Yeah. But I think it could have just went to the next level. Yeah. So we want to make more of an effort to, to really be more social instead of just going and having dinner by ourselves, but yeah. going and like being with other people yeah. and all of that. So I think that was like a total... Lots of side notes on this conversation, but... It took lots of different turns, but I feel like overall, the answer to the question in a very long roundabout way is that we've never had to answer that question and I hope we never have to, Mm -hmm. but I would love again to think that I would be like, hell yes, I'm going to do this solo. I'm going to go have this experience for me and I'm going to show up like a boss in the world and I'm going to go and live my best life I would love to think of me that way yeah and I'll end it very quickly as well and just say that you know Kim and I are very transparent on this and all the first time I had this thought was we got into one of our worst arguments um god like a year ago not even a year ago and I remember thinking oh my gosh like this is crazy like we didn't know what was going to happen it was tough and I actually had the thought of like what would I do who am I without Kim would I still travel Would I still go and live these adventures? Would I still want to do this? And the answer that I came up to was yes, but I don't want to. But I did really figure out that I did want to keep traveling. I do want to still go and shoot videos and and do fun, creative things and see what else comes up. But I am so much better and I love traveling with you because you are my best friend and we get into so many different things and I feel like every time I would just be like I wish Kim was here if I traveled alone Mm -hmm. even if we were together but I would still be sitting there saying like I wish you were here experiencing this with me Mm -hmm. because I feel like that is me experiencing it 100%. 100% and I think it's like anything like I'll just leave it at this that anything that feels uncomfortable so solo traveling feels uncomfortable it feels uncomfortable for me and i know it feels uncomfortable for people doing it for the first time but it's just like anything else it's like ripping off that band-aid right of just like the first time you do it the first contract you take right the first day you walk into a new department it feels unnatural it feels uncomfortable but the more you do it the more you keep putting yourself out there the more you're stepping out of your comfort zone the easier it becomes And the more natural it becomes and then that becomes your new normal and you don't even think twice about it, you know? So I think that's the beautiful thing with anything that we're talking about that's uncomfortable. So 
we'll leave it at that for the night. Yeah. Unless there's anything you'd like to add, Bobo. No, I'm good. I feel like that was great. It was very therapeutic for me. Yeah. So, it was a good talk. Good it chat. Was. But again, as we said earlier in this episode, um, definitely check in. Um, you'll want to catch that interview with Dylan. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait um, and I just, just can't wait to, to pick his brain. Yeah, pick his brain, see what he has to say, and then also hear about the time he had in Peru. So make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Kim and Aaron G. And if you're loving this podcast, please leave us a review or just give us some feedback. What are your thoughts? What did you like about this? What did you take away? Um, is there anything you would like us to do or work on? Because your feedback supports us in the show and we appreciate it. So Please subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends about it, and give us some love because we appreciate it and we love you guys and thank you for listening and we'll have a new episode next Tuesday. That was perfect.